Let's see. What it was I want to... Child, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you straight, child. What's going on? I got nothing, child. I ain't got nothing. I just came on here because I got some downtime, and I'm trying to take full advantage of it. As a matter of fact, I think I might have uh, bit off a little bit more than I can chew all the things I'd like to get done during mommy on the time, but damn it, I'm going to try. Like, for instance, uh, this switch uh, that I bought months ago and have been dying to get into, and I have. And I have a lot of games on there, but one game that I have been, uh, you know, is my favorite and I'm just dying to build up and do what I want to do is Animal Crossings. Boy, do I love you some Animal Crossings. Now, at first, it looked like it was a childlike game, but as I got into it, and I also, I specifically named uh, the island after my son, I really got into it, except for a bitch can't hardly uh, have two hands free to get on the fucking Switch to do anything, so it just be like, like, for instance, you update things, things happen, Animal Crossings is forever, so you have, like, uh, for Halloween, they had an event. It was from 5 to 12. Bitch, I was from 5 to 12. My hands were busy. I was so upset. In the month of August, they have fireworks shows every Sunday. Again, from 5 to 12 or 6 to 12. I might maybe caught one Sunday for 20 minutes. Like... <laughs> On top of that, the game tells you that you're supposed to be leaving the world behind. Some shit I've always wanted to do. Just get the fuck off the grid, right? And just go somewhere and just live. I'll live off the land, bitch. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'll, I'll channel my ancestors if I have to. You know what I'm saying? And then they get you to this uh, remote island where you're supposed to be exclusive. But residents are moving there, bitch. So I already have fucking neighbors and also, I have to work. A bitch got a mortgage on the island. A bitch got a fucking fish. The fish you got to sell. I'm, I'm like, listen, this was supposed to be that I left the island. So every time I turn around, uh, the nooks, which I call the crooks, you know, I, I got something going on. And I can't, I, I paid about two, three mortgages. A bitch want a house big as hell. It's weeds growing all over the fucking island. I, I, I haven't even picked up the, that's what happens. Shit happens like that real in the game. Weeds be growing in the mother. Child, I don't went to the YouTube and I went online and I was like, well, you know, all those different ways. Let me see. Because let me just look at other people's islands. Child, I was put to shame. I was looking at people's islands. They got they got little uh bistros and shit on their fucking island. I'm like, damn, they have fucking pathways. All kind of shit. Bridges. I I um I feel terrible. I started with March. It's fucking October and a bitch ain't nowhere. But damn it, I'm going to get that island together. I am charging the switch as we speak. My son plays, he plays with it in a sense of like, he he knows what a phone is and he knows what a switch is. He literally can take the Joy-Cons off. Before 10 months, he could take the Joy-Cons off. And one of my Joy-Cons, he took and was putting it in his mouth. He put it in his mouth so damn much, every time I slide one of them back in, it keeps telling me it can't register. So I have I have an extra Joy, I have extra Joy-Cons in the house. You know what I'm saying? Because cause for whatever, I'm, listen, I'm just an extra person. I like to have backup and shit. Extra joy cons in the house. Uh, really, one of them wasn't already. T- one of the two was not already working. But thank God, the one that he messed up with. I guess his saliva. It works off the switch. It just doesn't work attached to the switch, which is what I like. I'm gonna try to get into that today. Reading. I got a lot of reading done. Told you all, I get the bookshelf this uh past summer. I, I did a lot. I, I said, listen, I'm 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 staying hold up in the full. Been getting some reading done, but then there's been a pause and a gap in the reading, and I'm just trying to get to that because sometimes I'll be like, I'm getting ready to do this and I'm gonna do that. Yay! I have all this time. <sighs> <sighs> Snoring five minutes later, not the fuck out. Senior moment, like bad, you know. And so tonight I'm gonna try. So yeah, like I said, 
Other than that, I wanted to come in here and talk about something. I can't remember what it was exactly. It's like, child, listen, it's a lot of things going on, really. But when I think about <laughs> when I think about the world today and I think about the news, for instance, I'm Kim K is my mic. Are you okay, baby? Is everything? Oh, everything? Alright. So, Kim K, right, is with Pete. Oh, God. This is my boy. Y'all, y'all just don't understand how much, okay, not only SNL, but just how much that I like and think that Pete Davidson is fucking hilarious. But for some damn reason, he takes it upon himself to go get with Kim K. I don't know what child chapel's corner. Boy, I tell you, you know, I'm a woman. I'm not blind. I can see everything. You know, what's good and what's bad for me, damn it. But don't nobody, you cannot judge. I know... People have passed and things, but damn it, Pete, you are my boy. You are not an African-American male, so you have a greater chance. You have a greater chance of survival here. Same way the other sister is getting uh, married now. Um, Not Chloe Courtney. That bitch don't get married. She was with her baby father for a long time, and she don't get married, so she about to... And I said also with that, let, 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 let us see, okay? But do they not know by now that these bitches is piranhas and man-eaters and shit like that? Like, how is it that you, for the sake of the pussy? For poochie's sake, child. I ain't trying to die for the D-I-C-K, honey. I don't, <laughs> eggplant is nice. I like it. Heterosexual woman, slash what they would say in the other world, uh, cisgender, but I don't apply that. Chapel's corns are, you know, so I'm looking at this, I'm like, Pete, no, Ron, no, I don't want Pete here. But, it, you know, Kim is just a really strange woman. I think we've already known this. I can't read Kim's mind. You see, Kim has an outer appearance of sex and also sweet shit. You know, that's, she, 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 she's like a Armenian, whatever, mixed Marilyn Monroe, you know, you want to have this sex appeal with that kind of like, I'm not necessarily I'm dumb or stupid, but that kind of like ditzy bitch shit. And that's what the fuck Kim got going on for her in the wonderful. But damn it, Kim, you don't ruin a lot of people. I'm so glad I was watching Sesame Street the other day. I hate, I don't, I love classic Sesame Street episode. I just feel I'm Chopper's Corner. This is so off topic, but I just, I just got to get this off my chest while I'm stuck. Hold on, Chopper's, hold on. Just, huh. I love classic Sesame Street. I feel like, I don't know, by season, Lord, this has to be season 51, but at some point, it just got super gentrified. The original classic seven, which was David, uh, Maria, um, Luis, you want to talk about Bob, uh, Mr. Hooper, and there was one other person that I feel I'm missing, and then there was Linda and other people. Classic Sesame Street was a shit. Rundown Sesame Street was a shit. Like, you know, hood Sesame Street. It's two Sesame Streets. You got classic, nostalgic, um, rundown, but it's it's like it's it's still in the inner city of New York City. Sesame Street, and then you got one that got gentrified. You have to understand that Sesame Street got gentrified. And then you got the red devil named Elmo. I don't care, bitch. I loved Elmo when I was younger, but now I'm older. I see shit. You got the red devil Elmo then took the hell over. And my significant other did not agree with me, except for recently he started to see, as we're getting on in the seasons, I'm like, well, where's Maria? 
Where is this person? Where is that person? Elmo got a whole world before Big Bird got a whole world. Wait a minute. Hold on. You know what I'm trying to say? And Elmo, I know he's three and a half years old. I know how old all of them is. He's supposed to be three and a half years old. Run around here talking about me, Elmo, Elmo this, Elmo's hungry, Elmo's riding, Elmo slide, all this shit. And I'm like, you a little narcissistic, little red devil, and they need to do something about you. And I'll never forget when they did Elmo in Grudgeland. And Marie was there, and them, but all the humans don't talk. As you notice in New, New Sesame Street, the Muppets done took the fuck over. Y'all got to watch the motherfucking puppets, bro, because they are eternal and they live forever. Clearly, Maria, Luis, all of them is gone. Uh, Maria retired, but they had dead ass re- got rid of all the originals from 19, uh, I want to say it was 1969. They got rid of them or whatever. And now here you have these motherfucking Muppets are taking over. Every time you turn around, there's more Muppets. And I said, damn, these Muppets is for, world. The It's kind of creepy in a sense because the Muppets will always outlive whoever the fucking cast members are. And I'm looking at these. The only new cast member I had accepted was Alan. I like Alan because he's fits. Everybody else don't fucking fit, bro. It's just weird and it's just strange and it's gentrified. Too clean, too nice, you know. They're talking about Hooper Store. Yeah, there's always going to be Hooper Store. But do, does, does, does this generation know who the fuck Mr. Hooper was, bro? That's what I'm talking about. Do they even understand? You know? No. You know? They got Elmo. They dance more than they, they count and stuff, but not as much. You know? They don't have Kermit as, as much on there as they used to. Child, I'm just not happy. Where the fuck is Bob? I remember watching season 39. I said, um, Bob's supposed to sing on like two, three episodes, bro. I be talking about, I love Bob. I say all the time, if if Bob and um Mr. Rogers from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood had a child, if it was even possible, but just 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 that's just play pretend chops corner. If Bob and Mr. Rogers from, from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood had a child, that child would be Joel Olstein. D- damn it. Come on, Chop's Corner, don't you see it? That child would be Joe Olstein. And whose smile would he have, Chapel's Corner? Huh? Joe Olstein has Bob's smile. It's something real creepy. Not creepy, but just something that's very inviting about it. It's just, how you doing? Always happy. Damn it. Bob sing to you and look into that fucking camera. I don't care what the fucking, fucking make of the camera was. If you had good image or bad imagery or if it was fuzzy or not, bitch. Bob be singing to you be like, oh my God, there's that damn Bob. Ooh, Bob. You know, but one thing about Sesame Street, and I'm always, I'm so fucking off topic, but how could I be off topic when I didn't have a topic at all? And I told y'all I ain't have nothing to begin with, bitch. I am just talking. I swear, I, got, I think I could talk about anything, whether anybody want to hear it or not. But yeah, you know, but I just, Sesame Street, boy, I tell you, Sesame Street is forever. But I'm, I'm, I'm more classic than I am. There was more intelligence. There was more wittiness. There was more intellect, inter- intelligence in the writing and the skits. And stuff, and I just and one day I'm gonna do a whole episode on Bert and Ernie. Damn that uh, agenda they're trying to push about they was a, you know, uh, whether they was a partners or not. You see, uh, you see that that thing that they doing in this new age. Let me tell you something. Certain things don't need that. All that they doing Batman and Batman was bisexual. Why do, why do we need to know all that? Like you know, it doesn't matter sometimes if something is for you and it's Batman. Why do I need to know that? It's not even about it's. Oh yeah, I just don't want him to be gay because if he was gay, y'all understand. Why you first of all you're rewriting some things. Even if when you're talking about Batman or other people, you're writing you're rewriting some things. The only thing they said that made fucking sense, bitch, and I'm gonna tell you, is that supposedly Betty, the mother of the twins on Rugrats, supposed to had um bisexual vibes or she was supposed to be a lesbian. Listen, I'm not gonna even say whatever names names it is because you I can't keep up. 
And that gave me that type of vibe. It's just kind of like tomboyish. But at the same time, I'm like, why do we have to do that? Like, oh, because, yeah, okay, but why do we need to do that? Is that that important? Because I thought we were just following storylines, you know. That's like saying the original storyline is not good enough for you. So now that you got to go and say this. With that burnt and shit with Sesame Street, don't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Do not pervert it. Leave it alone. Okay? Whether you see it or you don't see it, I don't see it. I've been watching too many. I even watch compilations on YouTube and try to find as much lost episodes as I can. And the only thing that I can say about Bert and Ernie is that why you thought Bert is the grouch and the one who's the um, aggressor, it really was not him who's the aggressor. It was Ernie. Ernie is a prankster. Ernie loves to crack joke. Ernie loves to bother Bert. You know what I'm saying? Bert was the type of person who loved Ernie so much as a friend and a roommate that he would put up with everything until he got frustrated with it. But boy, when I tell you, if you just simply watch or just do a compilation and you won't, I don't give a damn either. I'm just letting you know. If you did a compilation and just said the best of Bert and early classic Sesame Street on YouTube, you could find a plethora of videos that were playing a role. And you will literally see all the different ways these intelligent sketches between um, Jim Henson, okay, and um, Frank Oz, who played not only Bert, but um, Cookie Monster, and Frank also played Miss Piggy, okay? So they had a great relationship as friends. So they knew what to do as puppeteering, because puppeteering is an art. And it's a pervert their friendship, Jim Henson and Frank Oz, to pervert what they put together as Bert and Ernie, especially as Ernie is a, is, is a cynical, people don't see Ernie that way, but he's a cynical jokester. You know what I'm saying? That's what he does. And he likes to crack joke and use Bert as a punching bag for jokes. And on that note, I was going to so off topic, but how can you be a topic or something you didn't have a topic about? I'm going to take a break and be right back. All right, Chapel's Corner, we're back from break. And um, I know, I know, I'm telling you, I grew up on Elmo, and I love Elmo too. But now as an adult, watching from classic up until new, I can clearly see that Elmo has t- taken over Sesame Street. Sesame Street has been gentrified. And what what was very lovable about the original Sesame Street that I loved the most, at the um, original cast, was that it was very relatable, you know. See, it's something about when you can bring people to be, uh, be feel relatable to something like inner city. It's supposed to be New York City. New York City even named a street after Sesame Street in New York City. It was supposed to be just like this street where you could turn on. And all of a sudden you have this world where there's duality between humans and um, monsters. They, I call them puppets or muppets or whatever, but they call them monsters that coexist. And it seemed like at the time, in the beginning, the the, the um, humans were more the front center, especially Gordon and Susan being the primary uh, family, especially minority family, and others, even Bob. Like, it's supposed to be one of those things, like, they, they included even diversity. Um, they went to Puerto Rico for uh, Maria's birthday. They went to Hawaii, and they went to visit um, Buffy, St. Marie who I love, you know what I'm saying? And she talked about her Indian heritage and her Hawaiian heritage. So back in Classic Sesame Street, even when we had Frank Oz, and I just want to say that I said Frank Oz does um, Cookie Monster. I said that Frank Oz does Bert. And I said that Frank Oz does Miss Piggy. But please know that Frank Oz does my beloved Grover. Like, there's nobody. I know um, Jim did Kermit and did Jim did Ernie. And I know that um, Carol Spinney 
did Big Bird and Carol Spinney did Oscar the Grouch. But then nobody played four of my most favorite characters of all time, like Frank Oz. Although Jim Henson will always be in my heart forever. And um, Jane, um, the woman who created the show, who was a journalist, okay, traveled the world and did a, a lot of stories, decided when she stopped journalism, she wanted to stay into media and broadcasting. And she wanted to put a show together, a children's show together, specifically targeted for inner city kids that she met as she went around the world doing her journalism, who she felt did not have the access to the proper resources to simply learn how to one, two, three count and ABC learn their alphabets. But she didn't just want them to do that. She wanted to bring more to the table. And what this woman did with her branding and the originators of, of the original Sesame Street, I don't care what it is today. If you love it today, if you don't know what the classic was, you always have to respect a foundation or something that paved the way for something that was today. And in that time, that woman said that she did research. They sat there and they did research on what is the most loved and, and, and um, I wouldn't say addictive, but popular characteristics of TV in that day that they could simply apply to a children's show to make it more appealing to children so they could learn. And they learned that people love puppets. They learned that people love sketch. To this day, people love skit. And at SNL... Um, I, I always say, you know, a, a lot of a lot of sketch. I, I, there was a black lady sketch show that I love and Key and Peel. If you love sketch, if you love, you know, kind of like back and forth or you feel like um, even improv, you know, I like I like to write things of that kind of nature. You know, if you're into that kind of thing, that's what they did. Very intelligent writing back then, you know, and she looks for the best puppeteering at the time, which was Jim and Jane Henson, who had their own gym, the, the Henson company, and they brought them in. You know, and they did what they had to do. And there's a guy who was on top of the music whose name was Joe Raposo. And this man, classic Sesame Street music is so beautiful. It's so wonderful. I don't, I don't, I don't care. If you was growing up any time between the 60s, between the 60s and the 80s, you had nostalgic, like classic, never will be seen again, Sesame Street, okay? Very well written material. And Joe Raposo, the songs that they wrote... For the children, they asked them one time, "What? how is it that you write all these wonderful, beautiful songs for these children? What is it that you think of when you're writing it for them? And he said, the only thing that we do here on Sesame Street that we don't, that other people don't do is we don't downplay for our audience. We don't say just because they're children or just because they're babies or infants or preschool or toddlers that we're just going to, oh, you're a little baby. We're just going to give you this because that's all you need. We give them our best and our all. And I'm telling you, one day I was watching a new age Sesame Street, which I was telling uh, my significant other and the father of my son. I said, listen, because he's like, I want him to watch all the episodes. He's seen all those other old episodes because classic bitch, I've been running down. Like, I love classic. I, David and Maria is forever, bro. I know Luis and Maria got together, but if y'all can't see the love in David and Maria, like uh, Northern Calloway, David uh, owns my heart. Um, Mr. Hooper on my heart. I'm just going to be honest. Just two people that passed away that was not in the religious class that passed away. Linda got me. Even, even um, what do you call it? Buffy, St. Marie. Why her story touched me? It's because lately, recently, they have been bringing up a story. I don't know if you all know this, but I'll bring it up as awareness. In Canada, 
they have been digging and rebuilding things. I don't care if it's moles or houses or whatever. And they've been finding bones of Native American children, like bones, like 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 several thousands, hundreds, uh, hundreds of thousands. And the problem with this is, is just that it goes back to um, how Native Americans, even though Thanksgiving is coming, we should talk about this. Even the Native Americans who were the original indigenous people of this land were eventually forced to reservations. We know what happens in the original history, okay? But they were forced to go on reservations. And then, even though they were put on reservations, they were, were having their children adopted out and targeted, targeted first and adopted out to white families by the United States uh, child welfare system. To this day, this is going on. And even though they would have other tribe members, nothing would even happen. It would just be something simple like they take them to the doctor and all of a sudden, oh, there's a false charge put on them. And they would take these kids. They would put these kids in in, in white homes to, to assimilate them to white American culture. I don't mean to offend anybody. This is just what it is. It's been going, they've been, they're talking about it. Google what I'm saying and you'll understand they've been talking about this, okay? This has been going on forever. When they put these children in these homes uh, of white culture, they lose their heritage, they lose what they believe in, they might eventually uh, marry into a white man or whatever, and this is supposed to eventually water down this thing, okay, and this has been raising, this has been going on because constantly in Canada right now, they're sick and tired, it's not just Canada, but it's the United States, some of these children was put in schools, and in the schools, they were abused, neglected, you know, I just don't understand, I just don't know how how can I stress more that sometimes the government is a part of this child trafficking and the trafficking is really real. If you're not a humanitarian, why are you listening to Chopper's Corner? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't care about children, and like, I, that's who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you have to care. I don't care how much joke I crack. At the end of the day, I care. You have to. You know, so this is the things that I have learned. And when I learned about Buffy St. Marie, I found out after I learned all of this, as I was watching, I learned that she was one of those children who was taken from her reservation, taken from her family and adopted into a white family and never knew her, her culture or anything like that. She strived her best to find out who she was and still to the day did not know who she was. She was one of those uh, people who helped co-write the song, um, Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong. I, child, I can't sing a lick, bitch. Matter of fact, Chopper's Corner, do y'all remember when I used to sing karaoke to you all? I bet you just come out here and just be singing and just karaoke, child. I once sang to y'all the song from A Little, Ma a Little Mermaid. What was it? Uh... A part of this world. Oh, yes, bitch. I wish I could be. Uh, yes, I bitch was out here, you know. <laughs> I wish I could be <laughs> a part of your world. <laughs> Saucy days, bitch. I don't care. But don't remember what I just sent to y'all. And at the end of the day, she still don't know who her family is. She found out a, a piece of who she is. I think she was Cree. But she was on there. You know, that's why I love class assessment because they'll you always tell you, even Maria, that's what I'm always called forever. But she always, Sonia Mazzano. Sonia Mazzano is her name. But she always tell you back in those days, there was activists. There was just actors. There was activists. And it was more like fighting for the times and the thing. These days, I just see Elmo. And I just want to say all that to wrap it up to simply say this. How Elmo Ruined Sesame Street by Kevin Wong. And this is not even mean. Because I'm like, I feel like people are going to tell. Bro, Elmo... Somewhere along the way, after Jim passed away, so sad. The saddest thing, 
Love Jim so much. I had to go watch the um, the memorial, what he gave to us, especially in classic. I don't know what they're doing now. What he gave to us, man, that man was a, a puppeteering, a legendary king, okay? I'm sure anybody going to puppeteering to this day thinks of Jim Henson. How can you not? So brilliant, though. It wasn't just about giving you pups. So brilliant and writing just so brilliant. You don't have that anymore. Things are getting watered down and washed down. One day, like I said, my son was watching New Age Sesame Street. And uh, his father was in the back room. I was watching. They was talking about simply going to a cookout or a barbecue. But the beat dropped. And it was more like New Age music rap. Which is fine for me, but like you know, when you're you know you got your kid, especially when you see classic Sesame Street, and it was talking, we going to the cooker, and it's gonna be a hot dog, and we gonna put it on the bun, and the and the and the fucking burger and the hot dog is talking and shit, I'm dead ass, and all of a sudden out of the back, like I'm minding my, I'm I'm on the, I'm already looking like what the fuck is this? This is Sesame Street. My significant other, father, my son comes out and says. He said, he said, he said, what's this? I've had put on Sesame Street for him. I said, this is Sesame Street. He was like, what? This shit? I'm back here listening to this. This shit sound like Meg Thee Stallion. That's what he said. He didn't even see what I seen. He came out here thinking maybe somebody sat on the road. I fell asleep or something. And this shit. He's like, what is it? He came out here to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this? I turn this on, put on some Sesame Street for the show. It's, it sounded like, sound to him like Meg Thee Stallion. I was already watching this shit knowing it was not Meg Thee Stallion. And I'm like, bro, that's why I'm like, what is that? Bro, I don't know what they're doing to your children, but all the fuck they want y'all to do in this new age Sesame is dance. Dance. Dance and motherfucking animals slain. So now we're going to talk about why the fuck Elmo's a bitch. I'm going to talk about Elmo's a bitch. I give a fuck. It says, this guy says here, Kevin Wong, in the article, how Elmo ruined Sesame Street. He says, I can't stand Elmo. Just can't deal with this damn Muppet anymore. He's cute. He's shrill. And he has made Sesame Street worse. Why can't you all see that? If you, Especially if you all know nostalgia class. You, if you can't see it, go to HBO Max. They got it. It's about, I don't know, a million episodes. They have as many as they can. It's not every episode. But if you watch from nostalgia to old, you're going to clearly see what it went to. You'll go from the foundation down and be like, where did it go wrong? Somewhere into the 90s, it went terribly wrong. He says here, um, he knows that writing this, many people love Elmo, but Sesame Street's most marketed character, marketed, most marketed meaning soul character, not Grover, not Biggie Bird. Biggie, that's original B.I.G. to me. Okay, is not so it says here, but Sesame Street's most marketed character is an overexposed drag. He has managed, ironically, to make children to make a children's show too childish. That's the problem that I had watching this thing. Sesame Street has got dumped down. I don't think you'll understand, appreciate, or acknowledge the beauty and the intelligence, even in the writing of the sketches, in the comedy. You know what I'm saying? In, 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 in the puns. I don't think y'all understand or respect what it was that they was doing. This writing is extremely watered down. See, that Sesame Street was raising a different type of generation. This Sesame Street just wants your kids to, to, to count a little bit, ABC a little bit, but mostly they want, you to, they, they want them to dance. When I seen the episode of Ernie and Bert, and I'm an Ernie and Bert fiend, um... Ernie love Rubber Ducky. Rubber Ducky, you're the one. You make that time lots of fun. Rubber Ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. <laughs> you know? 
do audio, you know, whatever. Ba 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 da ba da yo yo yo. Love me some Ernie, bitch. They went and did um, Rubber Ducky the Despacito, bitch. Despacito, despacito, rubber ducky, in Espanol. The kids don't even know. You don't even have a motherfucking uh, translation at the bottom with a bouncing ball to help them to learn. If you don't get the fuck out of my face, child, if you don't get the fuck. If you don't. They were doing better. They was doing better in Sesame Street learning you Hispanic. In classic Sesame Street, they'd be like, entrada. You know you going in, nigga, entrada. You know what the fuck you doing? This thing, like, that's my day, but where's the translation? All you're showing me is Ernie holding. Okay, for the Hispanic kids, fine. That's nothing wrong for them. But how the hell am I? They're not learning. They're not learning anymore so much as it is fun. I'm going to go on and put on a few more points about MO. And then I'm moving the fuck on, bitch. Because like I said, my mom got but so much time. My baby's going to be needing food soon, all kind of stuff. I'll give these points here. Let me get right here. It says, taken by himself, the character was lovable, but not substantial. His main job was to be an unfailingly cute, cheerful, and naive. Namely, to act like a happy three-and-a-half-year-old, because that's what he is forever. All these Muppets, whatever age they are, Big Bird is supposed to be like uh, damn near going to first grade. They all have ages. I know because I'm like Muppet Wiki fandom. I love Sesame Street. I'm, but I'm, I'm not going to say I know everything, but I know a lot. So he is three and a half years old forever. That's the thing about I'm telling you about the they're always going to uh, eternally outgrow the humans, which is a little creepy if you think about Sesame Street. But it says it's extremely appropriate that Elmo refers to himself in the third person. Elmo, this Elmo, sick. That's a narcissist. You see, you understand what they're putting in your children. This is person is it's all about me. Not I. That this. Even if that's how you are and you're cute, there's no other character on the show that talks like this. Everybody else seems to understand at some point, this is a he and this is a she and this is Abby and this is this. But when they talk to themselves, they'll be like, I don't like this. I'm tired. I am this. He's the only one person. I don't care if he's three and a half years old running around here talking about me, 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 Narcissist. Okay. Okay. Then it says here, because Elmo is the only thing that Elmo is concerned with. Other characters were more grounded and had specific research-based reasons for being on the cast. Oscar the Grouch was created as an indirect representation of the poor and underprivileged, meaning they wanted children. This is exactly what I told you about the research that they took in the classic Sesame Street. They wanted children. They see people like Oscar. Now everybody happy. But at least one character on there, and I'm going to tell you now that Carol Spinney fought like hell to make Oscar the Grouch be a nice person. He did not understand why he had to be a grouch. But somebody else on the team said, listen, he has to be a grouch. They butted heads forever. But Oscar the Grouch ended up staying and still being significant because you have to help children understand that there's going to be somebody all the time that's not that friendly, like on Sesame Street, that's going to be a grouch. That's going to be like, and you have to learn to try to understand them or what it is about or still work them overall and not completely hate them. No matter how traveling grouch was on the block, on the street, Sesame Street, nobody completely shut him out and said, stop talking to Oscar or whatever. You have to learn. And yeah, Oscar lived in a trash can, which is the other thing I did notice about Sesame Street. Um, when Buffy, the, the Native American Indian woman that I told you of descent, who uh, they went to Hawaii to visit. Sometime after that, she came with her son, Cody. She has three children, but Cody was her youngest child. 
youngest son would have been appropriate to bring the Sesame Street be seen as a, a, I guess you could say infant into toddler into preschool kindergarten type of show and older even me I'm watching it just for parents as well but um I'll never forget that when she came all of a sudden Marie didn't have a place for her to stay even though when the when one day came to Hawaii now this is what I'm trying to tell you I don't know if, I don't know if this is some kind of like um uh subliminal message but when she came to Hawaii they all had places to stay you know everybody four or five people came out they all stayed they had a good time when she came back to Sesame Street to visit don't you know that Maria had supposedly family visiting at the time she didn't have any space for her there was no place else for her to go even though uh supposedly Olivia who's Gordon's sister and Susan's sister-in-law and then you had um Bob who's out there Bob wasn't even married at the time who else was out there um Big Bird and Stuffy don't you know that they told uh her you know who she ended up staying with? Buffy and her son end up staying with um Oscar LaGrouch, which, like I said, now that I'm more aware of history of Americans, I, I knew that from Columbus, Christopher Columbus, but now to this day about the adoption out of kids and how they don't really value, you know what I'm saying, which is why they live among themselves and hate the white men to this day. I'm not being racist. I'm just telling you what the hell it is. It's just facts. Do your research. I'm looking at, you know, they they made her stay with Oscar the Grouch. Her and her son were staying with Oscar the Grouch. So in every in that episode, every time they were popping out, they were popping out from the trash can. And to me, even though it seemed like it was supposed to be cute, and I know that Oscar the Grouch from Grouch, Oscar and Grouchland, you, 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 you saw his full apartment. You could see that if you go down, it's like a whole trashy apartment. It's just a little spaced out. But it was like the only place that you all had for her to stay on Sesame Street after she all walks you on home to uh, Hawaii and treated you all great. Is for her and cooks for y'all and everything's for her to go into the trash can with her child. I was like, was that white American or society trying to tell her or Native Americans like well, you as a woman and your offspring deserve to be in a can? You know, I didn't like that so much, so to speak. But the point is, it was a little bit more intellectual. They taught you a lot. They would go to the islands and make it. And they still do that to this day. But I would like my child to be more counting and learning than I would want my child to be dabbing and listening to music while going to the cookout and make the stallion beat. Just, 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 it's just getting watered down. This is getting pretty dumb. Now I want to just read a little bit more about what this guy has to say, and then I'm going to go on. And just, again, Oscar de Grasso was created as an indirect representation of the poor and underprivileged, easily judged from the outside, but possessing a good heart on the inside. Okay. And goes on to say about... Um, Okay, it says, Elmo took a rocky road to his current unprecedented popularity. Muppets creator Jim Henson, God bless him, believed in allowing a character to grow organically. His guiding philosophy was that each Muppet had a, skin, a distinct personality, which is true. It was a job of the puppeteer to uncover it, which is why I said puppeteering is an art. Frank Oz four characters. You know what I'm saying? Jim Henson, as far as I'm concerned, two. I'm sure you can do other things or stand in for other people, but two, because you have to give these characters a personality. Although Kermit, Ernie, and Jim all sound alike. So, like, you just know it's Jim. Like, even to now, like, when you, if you hear Jim, Jim, um, Ernie, not just whoever mimicking, whoever's doing it now, it's, this, it's, not, it's not Frank Oz, it's not Carol Spinney, it's certainly not Jim. Whoever the puppeteer is now, they have mastered the voice or supposedly mastered the voice. Is what it, my son here is classic Jim, Frank Oz, and he just turned, like, forever. It's a bitch just tells him green. Pro, I program, I whatever. God forbid, program, but he just turns. He just knows. You know, he loves Cookie. He loves all the Frank Oz. As, all his favorite characters are Frank Oz, 
characters. Jim has the characters. Then you got your guy Smiley's. Um, I'm on only because of Red Devil recently, but I'm like, bro, I'm not even trying to get you on the Red Devil. Um, Grova, like I would say so, but that's also Frank Oz, Super Grova, he loved. Those are the ones that he like absolutely loved. Absolutely love. I don't see him jump for Maria. No, he jumps for some of them. He jumps for like uh, David. He loves David. <laughs> and he loves when these things. Yeah, so um, going back to this, it says, I know writing this, so many people love the memo. That, oh, I, read, I think I read that already. Damn it. Am I, am I where I'm supposed to be at? Yeah. It says, but Elmo only stood for Elmo. How the world would affect him rather than how he could affect the world. And you can say it was because he was three and a half years old, but why would you take that person and not make them the face? You know, Big Bird used to be the face. They wanted Big Bird to be in the classic. He was supposed to be the face. At first, Big Bird came off as dumb, doofy, and slow. It was Carol Spinney that came out and said, listen, no, let's make him a little bit more intelligent, something more relatable between the um, infant uh, preschooler and kindergartner, but in between the per- the child that's coming into the young girl or young boy so they can relate to everybody, meaning that Big Bird is supposed to be of, out of three-and-a-half-year-old Elmo. He is supposed to be the one that's supposed to be mature enough to be able to articulate, go to camp. That's why they use Big Bird for stuff. like They use other characters too, but they mainly use Big Bird as a relatable character to do things like uh, his tonsils were taken out one time. Big Bird went to camp. You know, Big Bird can't fly because he's too big as a bird and he's too aerodynamically not able to. But at the same time, he or he was able to still go on a trip to Hawaii. You know, he was also uh, able to go to a trip to Puerto Rico. So my point is, at the end of the day, they use Big Bird for children to, to use him as a mindset, as, as a what they start to be. Because at the same time, while Big Bird is a child, he's, he's intelligent and he cares and he's learning. And so is Elmo, but you have to understand that Elmo's a low-key narcissist. This is not the one that you want to be, in my opinion, uh driving over uh, everything but this is what it is okay it says or to per- paraphrase lewis ck three-year-olds are assholes i didn't say this that's what it said here it says or to paraphrase lewis ck three-year-olds are assholes they're selfish and unaware by their very nature which is understandable why make this the head character of your show but this, and, and Elmo's been there since 1969. As far as I'm concerned, he's been there since a while. So why all of a sudden take this character? I would have preferred a Grover. Grover is, a, is older in mindset than uh, what you would call an Elmo. But at the same time, Grover has such a beautiful heart. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to say that you would want that. Kermit, Kermit could have been the face of Sesame Street, but they were smart enough to understand that Kermit is super grown. Kermit is too wise and too witty. This is why they made him the uh, anchor person of Sesame Street, of Sesame Street News. Kermit stood out. He was He's a Muppet. Kermit is also on Sesame Street, and Kermit is also one of the first puppets that Jim ever created. But at the, at the end of the day, when you think about his intellectual level, it's not necessarily one of a child. You see what I'm saying? He, he literally is one of the only uh, monsters that actually match, match the intellectual uh, capabilities of a human, adult. Luis, Maria, this is, he He don't run around, Kermit don't run around like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Hey, I need help. Even Big Brother, somebody's going to say, I need help. Um, Abby, all of them, they're all going to run out sometime and be like, we don't understand what to do. Alan, 
That's not Kermit. Kermit is a smart person. Like he says all the time, I'm a smart person. There was one sketch he did with Luis one time talking about, I'm a smart, I'm Kermit the Monster. I'm, I'm Kermit the Monster. I'm a smart person. Intelligent. You know, super intelligent. You know that. Except for when he got with Miss Piggy. That might have been a bad choice. But you know what? You cannot be perfect all of your life. So it says here that three-year-olds are assholes. They're selfish and unaware of their very nature. But this wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Especially when Elmo had a foil character who could highlight his childishness. And it says, take a look at this early sketch. Which pairs Kermit the Frog and Elmo. Right? Uh, I watched it. I said, the essential thing to note is that Kermit garners our sympathy. Elmo is cute, sure, but he also a massive pain in the ass. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't want... This is the sort of dynamic that the Muppets thrive on. Taking two characters and letting them differing personalities drive the sketch. Elmo, relentless, oblivious enthusiasm versus Kermit's patience and overall squeamishness Squeamishness, but my in my opinion, also intelligence. Okay, now we're gonna move on. I'm gonna go on just say uh, Elmo for Elmo. That's it. Um, I'm gonna go on to back to this article. Those are the ones that I put to the side originally. Cause it's what it is. How did I get here? Cause I told you I ain't should talk. And lastly, the points I want to make about Elmo, because we could go on and on, is that it says, Elmo's stories, on the other hand, tend to affirm and celebrate the child's perspective. Rarely, if ever, is Elmo's innocence challenged, or is he forced to think about someone's happiness other than his own? He spends most of his time hanging out with Zoe, Abby Tully, and Baby Bear. Muppets will share his emotional maturity, and unlike Grover... Kermit and Ernie do nothing to push him. This is exactly what I was talking about with the ones that are a little older. That's why I'm surprised you took the one that they I mean, if you want to talk a middle character, you that's, that's definitely Big Bird. So he done override a Big Bird. You know, y'all got to have you come on now. You come on now. It says, in fact, he is the de facto leader of this group. The dialogue lowers to Elmo's level rather than rising to an older characters because you're raising them. Don't keep them in the mindset of me, 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 me. Because if you love Elmo, Elmo's, you understand what I'm saying? So I don't know that Elmo was ever made. They said it itself. It was never made to be the front ca- character. You're supposed to be one of these other characters, but at the same time, here you are, okay? I feel like I got them down, Sesame Street. I'm sorry, guys. That's my personal opinion. I like classic. Uh, my son watched classic. I looked to the death. I see him watching, and we used to replay classic. I love it. I see him watching New Age one, and he's there, but he, but he, but it goes away, you know. Like if I, he was so long, I thought a classic Sesame Street. I thought a good sing along where they talk about what's the name of that song, where they talk about be is for bubble, where they talk about sing, sing a song. I, I play all these like old stuff, and he just like ah, this new stuff is like it could get his attention for so long, and then it's like yeah, like flat, like soda, like seriously, like it's, it's nothing. Doesn't do too much more anymore. So when it comes to Sesame Street's levels to that, and also why did after a certain time, Gordon Maria them stop showing up, even though they're still members of the show, Muppets took over more intelligence. There was a very, 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 like that generation in the beginning of the first maybe 20 years or 15 years, it raised a lot of the generation of a lot of intelligent children. I'm just going to say that. And this one just seems to be rubbing stum. Watering down stuff and just pretty much not going the extra mile. Like Joe Puso said, they're playing to a smaller audience. Where in those days, they did not 
act as if they're playing to a smaller audience. They treated treated the children as if they were doing things for adults who had the power to fire or hire them or complain or something. They didn't just water it down and just make it babyish, you know. And that's the problem that I have with it to this day as far as the new age. So, you know, it is what it is. I don't think I have anything else more to say to it. This guy goes on and on. It just made me feel better to just find somebody to actually agree with me because my significant other was making me feel like um, I'm the devil, bitch. Because I'm talking about Elmo, but I'm like, bro, I said it's just a red devil. It's a bro just sitting right here talking all day like himself. I was like, that's not the type of child. I mean, maybe that you want to raise unless you want to raise a narcissist or something like that. You, you really want to watch that. Big Bird was the type of child because he was curious. He wanted to learn. Even Maria, David, and all of them. There was a time when David snapped that... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Louis snapped that big bird in the shop because he was just having a bad day in the fix-it shop. And at one point, he told him to get out. And he was like, what do you mean, out? And big bird said, what do you mean, out? And he was like, um, out. I want you. And he's like, you mean you want me out? Like, out at the store, not in, but out. And he was like, yeah. He was like, and even big bird said, I don't think you're being very nice to me. He's like, wow, what a grouse. And he walked out. And when he walked out and he stormed off, that's when Ruiz realized that he had a moment and he was overwhelmed and he took it out on Big Bird. And so he had a moment where he had to sit there as an adult or a puppet. There's always a time where they was always trying to show his emotions and what was the right way to handle emotions. Yes, it's okay to get mad. Yes, it's okay to be angry. But at the same time, how to fix things and all that. Now you just sit around running this narcissist around just talking about something. You did this to me. That's me. I'm writing. I'm doing this. That's great. But if everything's centered around this person, it's almost world. And um, come on, guys, listen. If we was adults, we would. We clearly, this is a narcissist, you know. And that's all I'm simply saying. Am I gonna keep myself from Elmo? No, I don't think so. But at the same time, pay attention. I would rather him watching classic Sesame Street where they were more teaching and educating and learning. And Louise, after that, had a whole little segment of a song, a whole song that they wrote out talking about why did he do that you know like he was caught up in the moment and he you know what how can he fix it now he has to say sorry and all these kind of things and go back and so for this person to say that elmo never has a moment where if he does something wrong he's learning is very much true and we don't want to raise those kind of children that's looking at things and just like you know they never really mm, you know getting it and learning it so much as they're playing victim all the time or they're acting as if or they're staying and stuck in that mindset you know it's cute it's lovable but at the same time is it healthy and the answer is no maybe if you're three and a half years at the time but before getting older absolutely no absolutely no yeah am i overreaching am i no i don't think i am and people have seen it as well you gotta see things for what it is at the end of the day you took over you know Somebody, it says right here in 2009, it says Frank Oz says Sesame Street has gone downhill. Is he right? Yeah, I, it's my personal opinion. It says Frank Oz, the brilliant puppeteer behind such beloved staples of pop culture as Miss Piggy. Oh, he does Fozzie Bear and Animal. Oh my gosh. Grover Burt and so many more. Oh my gosh. Has recently thrown down an unfortunate gauntlet. He says, unfortunately, Sesame Street is only a shadow of what it was. You see, now what you're going to do when you come from me when the grace and lake, even Maria has said it. Maria uh, Sonia Mazana has said in those days it was just different. Like, there's a different chemistry. It's just a little bit more political now. And child, I cannot take it. And that's what I'm going to say. And I'm decided that that was my topic of Sesame Street. I mean, ooh, my topic was Sesame Street for this episode. I did find something to talk about. Ooh, another thing. Oh, I'm a child. I'll be going off topic like a motherfucker. Yvonne, Yvonne. Hi, baby. I'm here. I wanted to let you know that I found out that... Do y'all follow Tipsy Bartender, Yvonne? Do you? 
Sissy bartender on the Facebook, always making drinks. When I was pregnant child, I used to sit there and just be like, oh my God, why did I fight? Why did I have to find about out about you now when I'm pregnant? Like if I was not pregnant, I would have just been super indulging going in. So I saved a lot of videos and all that. And I still haven't gotten to everything, but I followed. And today I realized that um, he said that he bought a space out in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, about Nashville. And that he is um, getting ready to renovate it to create his bar. So he's going to start his bar, which I was really happy about. But I was like, I know I got some folk in Nashville. Wink, wink. You know what I'm saying? And I said, shoot. And I know that they said that I could come on down. Wink, wink. Whenever I don't feel well or things ain't going good for me here in New York City. Trifling ass a heart of Babylon, New York City. You know what I'm saying, Chapel's Corner? And I said, yes, that's exactly what probably I'm going to wait. Maybe so that is built or maybe not. Just come out, visit, and then the second time around, going out to the bar. So I just want to say that, you know. And then, you know, bitch going to be in Nashville soon. And maybe within a year or so, trying to figure it out. You know, tipsy bartender, if he don't got no motherfucking man, uh, vaccine mandates. Mm-hmm. Yep, I said it. Because then we ain't going nowhere. We might as well just make our own drinks then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, Chapel's Corner. I think that's it. There's nothing else I wanted to say. Um, yeah, on that note, I love you guys. And I'll see you all on Chapel's Corner.